Have you ever felt lost when trying to support a grieving friend? Suggested Etiquettes for the Grieving is your go-to guide for offering real comfort in difficult times. Written by Angie Williams, this book is packed with practical tips and heartfelt advice. Be the friend who makes a difference. Order your copy today at Amazon.com or visit www.slowtospeakwithvooch.com. That's slow, the number two, speak with V-O-O-C-H dot com. Order now and transform the way you support those you care about. Suggested etiquettes for the grieving because being there matters. So today we'll be discussing afterthoughts from reading the book with friends and family who have previewed the book. And for this podcast, we'll be joined by my brother-in-law, James Lewis. Yes. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? We all good. Good. <laughs> so today I want to go ahead and um, ask you a couple things about um, your afterthoughts um, from the book. And I guess my first thing I want to start off with, how has processing grief changed in your life since writing your section in the book? Well, like uh, looking at like the section that I had uh, uh, contributed to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I as, as I grew older and as I realized what was going on in my life, you know, I, I, I talk about that, you know, the fact that uh, processing grief, you can't just act out and do silly things and, and stuff like that. And as time going on, I, I realized that and I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Also, i gotten better at uh, trying to talk to people about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bothered me. Like if somebody uh, uh, um, is going through some things, uh, you know, I, I I can talk with them and help out with a little bit uh, by listening to them or giving them what I feel like I I would have done or you know whatever that I, I feel like I can contribute there. But then with my my personal self, I allow people to, to do that same thing with me mm-hmm. and not try to shield them off or shield myself away from them. Mm. Yes, you did me like that many times. <laughs> I was like, James, we all have feelings, okay? Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah, I, I never ever apologize to you because I'm petty, but no, nah, <laughs> I know you. Look, I, know I don't you need no and, apologies. And I appreciate you. <laughs> After all the stuff Janice and I did to you, yes, I'm saying it on podcast. <laughs> I can forgive you. It just made me a stronger man and understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I do appreciate uh, all the times with that you're one of my favorite people to talk to so you can start getting in your feelings right whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got this on You're one of my favorite <laughs> favorite people to talk to <laughs> about stuff that uh, bothers me because it helps me. Uh, it's like I, like I tell a friend of mine, I, I just want to run this through the filter. Like mm. running my thoughts through you is like running it through a filter because I know I think uh, about things kind of in a wacky way, but you think about things in a, in a, in a more logical way than I do. And so it's good to bounce things off you sometimes. It's reciprocal. Uh, I must say that because there have been times, especially coming from a male's point of view, I tend to run things by you because, you you know, you and I tend to think very similar. And then also you help me to take the girl out of it <laughs> or the <laughs> feminine portion out of it, especially when dealing with our nieces, with our nephews. So it's reciprocal. So thank you. Mm. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now, James, um, was there a chapter in the book or even on the podcast that sort of stood out to you? And if so, please explain uh, why it stood out to you. 
I, I, uh, I thought, kind of talked to y'all too a little bit about this beforehand, but mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna adjust what I said just after learning what I learned. But the first three uh, uh, etiquettes, they, they kind of reached out to me because I kind of wasn't getting the fact that I was actually uh, getting this information of, out of, you know, out of my sister mm-hmm. uh, that I I talked to her, you know, we, we've been through stuff, but seeing it, it written down, it, 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 I mean, it was like touching me in my heart, mm-hmm. but I could, and I didn't realize exactly that it was her and, until, uh, you know, it's explained to me that's, you know, that's me, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, uh, and it, I didn't realize that that's, this is how she, this was like, like having a cheat sheet to, uh, or having the script to a movie that I just watched. Right, you know, because right. when you watch a movie, you don't pay attention to everything and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. get distracted and things. But when you read the script, you you know where word was going on. And, it, it, you know, th- those, you know, first three sections uh, uh, really touched my heart. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to admit, I didn't get through every section um, of it because, you know, I drive and I sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really have... I'm not really a person picking up uh, things to read. I, I prefer to, to look at stuff, but right. or watch things. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna finish it up today because now I'm interested mm. in everything else there. But you know, it, so it, it's not really that I can say there's a section versus all the other sections. It's just what I picked up out of hers and uh, my, the, the, my own. Uh, I re- rereading my own. I realized that, you know, the, the things that I was talking about versus, uh, not versus, but along with what the person had to print out, you know what I'm saying? I could see mm-hmm. how, the way she see it and everything. And, and man, that, that was like another uh, nice little touch on the brain for me today to see how somebody uh, interpreted the things that I, I, that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then looking at how people talk about... Uh, um, you know, dealing with uh, other people's when they're dealing with the pro- the things that they were uh, dealing with, or you know, my sister or uh, the way she she saw things and when she's dealing with the things that she was dealing with, that's like a whole. I can see that. I can that. I think this would be very helpful for a person because, like I said, I thought I was reading uh, different people's uh, situations, but right. it can fit like anybody's situation that i've ever talked to or dealt with that deal with depression i have friends that i talked to today who who have have lost uh, uh people and situations and stuff and th- this information uh in these first three uh etiquettes uh, uh be really helpful to me someone dealing with grief you know it's really weird because you were the first one who brought up that phrase unprocessed grief leave to improper release and the weird thing about it is that this um, professor in Chicago was analyzing a young lady's, and I cannot remember her name, who was a gang, um, she was in a gang at 13, and they said by the time she reached 17, she killed 17 people. Well, she was posting on, on Twitter how she was feeling, and that guy said, well, there was unprocessed grief. So he just let everybody know there's two days to get in there when you see this being posted. And I was like, oh, he stole James' term. <laughs> because I really, really appreciate that term because it what it really boils down to is that 
when we don't process grief, because it's really weird, someone else who read your section from Chicago said, oh, I never had to deal with it. I said, well, you sound like what my brother said. He said that he never dealt with it because in Chicago, you just moved on. And then we wonder why there are so many shootings up there because people don't, they don't process their grief. They just move on. Or you wonder why people up in Chicago seem like they're so mad and angry. It's because we are holding on to so much. And if it's unprocessed, the improper releases just going off on people. Yeah, because it's like you can just have a, a bad day mm-hmm. and, and you you take it out on somebody else and now they got a bad day and take it out. It's yep. like a virus. <laughs> uh, you just keep pushing it on and pushing it on and now everybody's walking around with a chip on their shoulder. To answer the question again, if I ain't stare too far away, no, uh, no, no. you got to get help some kind of way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Like I, I, like I said, you know, like it says in my section, I have never taken anything for depression or anything like that, and I never will. I don't mm-hmm. believe in that crap. But there's ways uh, uh, that I deal with it and stuff that was wrong, and some ways I find it helped, mm-hmm. uh, like talking to people and trying to uh, stay away from, you know, like I have a drink and stuff, but I don't do drugs or anything like that no more. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, just staying away from uh, stuff that's going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. And just because, you know, you just dealing with that stuff to make it worse just because you think this is going to keep you, uh, others from seeing that you're dealing with your problems or mm-hmm. you feel like this is how you should according to the way things always been and stuff. you got to get out of that mindset because you got to you got to like find other ways to help yourself because if you can you know what i mean you can help other people and just like how that virus spread from you know this person had a bad day to that person had a bad day if you pass on a good day to somebody and, and they could pass on good. It could be like that same virus and infect everybody and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And what what got caught up in my head is just this morning, I, I went out and I grabbed a few groceries uh, that we need here. And, uh, you know, I'm walking in the, in the store and there was an older lady in the store and she just stopped and she started talking to me and I was talking to her. Good morning, pleasantries and stuff like that. Put a smile on my face. Right. I don't know if it put a smile on hers, but. That little bit of smile, you know, depends on what her color was. Was she was she holding her purse? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nah, she's a black lady, so okay. I was holding my purse. Wow. I know you ain't gonna just run up on her. <laughs> I was holding my purse. No, I shouldn't have said that. I was a dig on my part. <laughs> if I go, I go run up on her wrong way. You be talking about me in the next chapter. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, but you nah, ran up uh, on the wrong woman. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, uh. No, nah, she's she's older black lady and things like that. She actually reminded me of grandma too. If, if you, Aww. I wish I could have shared her with it. Mm. Which, but uh, you know, it's just having a conversation with her and everything. It, it put a little smile on my face. You know, came home feeling good and everything. Yeah, I I, I like that because there, we've been in so much pain over the years, but also over the years we. Um, like I said, sometimes when we the un, improper releases just going off on everybody else and and just being so mean and hateful and just just want everybody. It's like misery loves company type of thing. So one thing I could say about you over the years, you've ex- all those things you experienced in that book, though I told you this year after year, I admire the fact that you didn't let it keep you down. And I, in all honesty, you wasn't I, raised like that. Though. Exactly. <laughs> but also, I didn't understand either until I read, until you wrote it out that, yeah, I was actually dealing with some depression because I, I wasn't processing my grief along the way. And that and just how important it is to process it and talk to somebody, like you said, and not self-medicate. We just um, got off the phone with our cousin Yolanda um, interviewing her and. 
that was pretty insightful as well. So I can't wait until this all comes together. Um, this has been great. I appreciate you being vulnerable with your section because I think your section hits so many people. Yeah, and also I really I you. appreciate you in our quote unquote green room just talking <laughs> it's about blue, honey. Oh, well, I guess our blue room, we would call it, you know, just basically talking about your chapter and just how you felt. So I appreciate that. Just saying, hey, you know, I I speak like this and, you know, I really appreciate that. Yeah, because I try, like anybody listening to us talk, I try to, you know, get a chuckle out of people. I love, I like, I always like comedy. I like making people like laugh. And that I was talking about, uh, you know, I have friends that they go through things, but when they call me, they know that I'm going to talk to them and stuff like that. But sometimes I slide a little chuckle in there and get a little chuckle out of them. I think that helps people. You know what I mean? Not yeah. to force it, but to just uh, 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 talk to them in such a way to show them that you're, you're feeling positive about this experience that you're having with them. And if you can get them to smile just a little bit in that conversation, mm-hmm. I, I think that's helpful. Not forcing it. Not right. all, you're hitting them with a joke and a joke and a joke. But right. just the way that you, you communicate with them, if they have a pleasant time talking to you mm-hmm. i think because they wouldn't call you if they didn't need somebody to pick up their spirits you know what i mean yes you know james one thing that you this good is just that listening component and then you are when you're listening like we talked about in the book there's two ways of listening you listening to the person talk to you what they're actually saying and then you're listening and and kind of reading the room and you know when that right. joke needs to be said and that's just i'm the same way um because our father was like that Right, that, that's what we yeah, that's where we get it from. Because he was the he was the master. That I know you didn't work with him, but you had to see him around people to to know why I am the way I am. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, you act just like him and sound like him. <laughs> so, in wrapping this up, I want to know what's your biggest takeaway after reading the book and listening to the podcast. What would be something that you would want the listeners to know about the book and what's your biggest takeaway i think we talked about this look too in the blue room or whatever yeah uh, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I did say green room but then i was corrected yeah it is blue it has blue curtains green in it yeah yeah green you remember blue, you, you help yeah you help um set this up for me so i did yeah yeah when you came oh yeah visit. when we was yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. the biggest takeaway that uh uh i think i got from this no matter if it's a tiny thing or a large thing, things going to affect your life that's going to uh, bring you down. Mm-hmm. And, and um, uh, but you know, it's no guarantee. There's no way of telling how it's going to affect you, and no guarantee way of fixing. It. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. But it, it could be something as small as uh, getting a uh, stepping on a thumbtack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To watching mem- members of your family get massacred or something something nuts like that but mm-hmm. it, it, it's no telling how something's going to affect you mm-hmm. and there's no telling on how things are going to um uh fix that but the biggest thing is if, if a person going through something i think the least they they, they can do to help themselves is to not cut themselves off from the world mm-hmm. and to start trying to listen to or f- trying to figure out ways of getting out of that situation you can't sit and do nothing Mm-hmm. You got to do something. You got to try to do something because depression, grief and all that stuff, it, it'll get on you so heavy sometimes mm-hmm. that it'll have you thinking crazy thoughts. Yep. But it's all it's all about what you do to fight out of it. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't feel like fighting no more, fight anyway, just because you can. 
you know, or just because you feel like it's something to do for the day, you know, mm-hmm. just try to find a way to just keep fighting out of it. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, you, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to keep continue the virus. Somebody else is going to get depressed because they lost you. You don't know how important you are to a person until you see how important you are to a person. I was talking to you earlier, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't, you know, I never really thought about how helpful I was in a conversation with you. I was just talking to you because you're my sister. It was like one of the joys of life to be able to talk to you. Mm. But you, you gave me a compliment. Now I feel like, hey, I did yeah. my job and she owed me money. But, <laughs> <Whoa. other than laughs> that, but listen, that support, that, you never know. <laughs> that support with somebody who's de- depressed or going through it is, is important too. Because right. um, these people are... They, it takes a, it takes two because sometimes when you're depressed you, you just feel stumped and so I like the way you said okay I'm gonna reach down into this hole that you fell into but just put your hand up at least so I can pull you out <laughs> right yeah you see how you summed up everything I just that's what I'm talking about yeah uh, uh, at least you know give it a, a just try mm-hmm. don't just sit there try mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, I and I know that's not nice to say or whatever or I don't know but try (laughs) yes and I wish we had a hotline for suicides but there's hotlines out there and the individuals I I work in the industry where they deal with stuff like that and they you do not have to give your name if you want to be anonymous um, and you can just call in and just talk to someone and if they're not guiding you where you need to go you can say this is not helpful here's what I need from you so exactly what James is saying here's what I need from you I'm feeling like this and some people if you know that that's not helping please do not hesitate to find a therapist I wish we had a therapist number as well but we don't have all that stuff hopefully we can get a hold of that stuff and start getting people some extra help because sometimes people have not been raised like we've been raised people do not have the strength to, to make that next move and so I'm hoping to be that catalyst to um, getting people to that access that that stuff because um, we spoke with Jacob and Jacob said he's seeking therapist therapist therapy and I like that right and, and you know it's not that we was raised to be some it's not like we was like you know the great champions and all the strength or nothing when we was being right. raised we was raised different we think different mm-hmm. everybody think different mm-hmm. but um you, it's not that anybody's better or worse than right. anybody else with dealing with this stuff. Right. But it, I just feel like you got to try mm-hmm. to deal with it some kind of way. Because if you, if you know, I'm, you guys know I'm not a big religious person. Right. But I do mm-hmm. believe in God. Never, ever mistake that thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe that if God tr- spent his time to create you, yeah, he don't want to see you that quick that you got to just right. check out and everything. <laughs> right. Give him at right. least see what he put in you, you know, see see what if something, because you know he's going to try to reach out to you, mm-hmm. you know, see see if what he's trying to reach out to you about is going to work before you just give up, you know what I mean? Give people a chance to help you. Everybody you know? have a significant, significance in this life, so I agree with you. And somebody always gives a crap about you. Mm-hmm. It's always somebody, you know what I mean? That's so, true. you know, find that person, you know. Right. Well, James, um, I definitely just want to thank you for coming on our podcast today and um, discussing your afterthoughts. Um, it's always great to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know um, you and Angie speak at least once or twice a week, and I hear over there laughing mm-hmm. and everything like that. But um, <laughs> It's my time to terrorize. <laughs> But I want you to know after 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 she talks to you, then she comes over and then she gets on me. 
I tell her, you gotta fight. You wanna fight somebody? You bring it over here. <laughs> no, it's no. That's no, I'm no, not I'm just him. kidding. Yeah, I'm just be messing kidding. with him. You see, I, you see how, how I like when she's so serious. I know. Wow. I know. Wow. I'm just I, I got like it from the, my mama. Like the Batman and the Joker. <laughs> like so serious. Yeah, you told me I don't know how to joke, so I don't try it. 